It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, by Lord Reeves, Mr. Rich Rebar. Uh, we are recording this Thanksgiving morning. Uh, you guys are going to be hearing this uh, early. We're not going to pick any of the Thanksgiving Day games, but we're going to do our normal five favorite games against the spread. Rich man, how you doing, buddy? We this is like a this is a very interesting week of NFL games. There are like three games that are completely unwatchable that I won't watch a single snap of. But like overall, you know, not not the worst week we've had. It's funny because you know I, I usually pull up my cadence when I write up the worksheet. You know, I write up every single game of the week, and I've, I always use just like the the Yahoo for like the list, right? And I just yeah. kind of go down in order, and I do the next one, do the next one. And there was like that pocket where I hit Steelers, Bengals, Panthers, Titans, exactly uh, Patriots, Giants in a row. And I was like, what is, I was like, what is happening right now? What are these games? Uh, but then there are like, a, then you, it backloads really good. There are some really hot games. Uh, one, well, I'm going to pick on the show, but like we got like Bills, Eagles looks really fun. Ravens, Chargers, probably not as fun because the Chargers are never really that fun, but there's some yes. smart games. This Black Friday game is killing me though. Like, what are we doing? I mean, the why does that game even exist? What is what is the point of a I mean, Tim Boyle game? Exists, but... <laughs> yeah, it's it's sickening. Um, all right, man. Well, let's get into it. Your number five game for the week is what game? All right. I, so so last week I picked too many bad teams. So of course I'm gonna start with one bad team. Sure. And we'll pick good teams afterwards. But I'm taking the Titans just for the purpose of like these. This the is games. my this is my three. Okay, cool. It feels bad now. I was like a little bit nervous. But because, you know, betting on the Titans and Will Levis right now is definitely a, a non-serious endeavor. But the Carolina Panthers are just so bad. And, like, this is a game where the Titans can really just, if they, even if inefficient, can just give Derrick Henry the football a bunch. Brable's already come out and said, like, they can't have games where they only give him 10 carries again. And just the Panthers, if you look at they since they're by, they've scored 15, 13, 13, 10 points. They just, like, this offense has no talent at all. Like Adam Thielen is their best offensive player. It's like, a, it's really an unequivocal fact. Like, so, I mean, the Titans just have a little more better playmakers. I think they're gonna be able to get pressure on Bryce Young. And this is a game where they can just kind of not ask Will Levis to do a lot. I got, I got no issue with that. I actually, so I'm in a survivor contest with Sammy Reed. We do this. It's actually very cool. Derek Van Riper from Rotowire organizes this pentathlon so we do Survivor, DFS, Best Ball, an auction league, and a picks contest all inside one. And our Survivor has gone to two picks per week now. Ooh. And we are using 
the Tennessee Titans as our our second pick this okay. week. Um, really, basically, just what you said. What the first thing is is that the Panthers do not have the ability to stop a good run game or really even a bad run game as evidenced by Tony Pollard getting there against them last week. I mean, that was the, that was the sale for me. There was that Pollard was able to bully through their secondary to get a 20 yard touchdown run. And it's just like, what I feel like is happening to Bryce young is that he is now thinking about everything he's doing. Like Bryce young in his life has probably been, he is what adversity has Bryce Young faced in his life? You know, he he just has always been the man. He's never been in a situation. I mean, there was that graphic they posted, I think, three weeks ago that he already has lost more games in the NFL than he lost in high school and college combined. You know, like really, really tough stuff there. Not not which is not to say that Levis is like killing it. But the Titans at least have an offensive identity that they can turn to here when things are are rough. And what what is the Panthers' identity? I mean, like, they already jerked around the the OC stuff. Like Frank Reich's calling plays again now. It's just it's bad, man. Yeah. Um. All right. So we took in another. That was my that was my number three. My number five. I this one probably is not even on your list, but I'm taking the Miami Dolphins minus nine and a half points on the road against the Jets. Uh. Look. No disrespect to Tim Boyle, the person. I'm sure he's really nice. I, I, I'm. That's probably why he has the jobs that he's had. Uh, he's never won an NFL game. He threw one touchdown at the University of Connecticut to 14 interceptions, 13 interceptions. His his lone good college season was transferring to Eastern Kentucky University, where he was like, all right. And he still threw uh, 13 interceptions there, by the way. Still threw 13 interceptions at Eastern Kentucky University. It's just like, this is your all-time, the only chance that the Jets have to cover is stifling this Dolphins offense to, like, what, less than 17, probably? How do the Jets get to 10 points here? I guess they could get a specialty, like, obviously, in any given given Sunday, whatever, or any given Black Friday, but this, to me, is... One probably the biggest offensive mismatch we've seen in the NFL this season, where the Dolphins get to thirty, like all the time. the The Bills, the Bills, got to thirty three, like throwing the ball to the running, like having Ty Johnson run all over. Like the Dolphins are scoring thirty points here. Uh, it's only nine and a half because I've got a little bit of, res- or it's only my five because I have a little bit of respect for the Jets defense. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think Tim Boyle probably turns the ball over four times here. Yeah. It's been a huge problem for him in the NFL too. Nine interceptions and 120 NFL passes. I mean, he, he was a turnover factor in college, turnover factory in the NFL, uh, man, Robert Sala. Like I've, we've watched Robert Sala age. Like I feel like 25 years, like over the course of the season, like this dude, like he, his face has just dropped progressively as the season has gone on. Yes, uh, correct. I just I feel bad for him. He, he's really gone through it this year. I didn't have it on here just because of the Friday, and I didn't know when you were putting this out. So that was the sure. I, I, so I, I absolutely do like this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting I'm putting this out. Uh, I'm putting this out immediately uh, okay. when, when we get done because I, I wanted to give people something like uh, I'm bored listening to my family. I'll go hang out with Reeves and Davis for a little bit. So this will be up by this will be up by noon Eastern on thanksgiving uh if if you if you're listening to it after i'll give you uh i'll give you uh, a substitute pick that is not 
on my list, which is uh, New Orleans plus one and a half against the Falcons. There's my there's my substitution pick. If you're uh if you're listening, at least to this we can watch Tyree kill. Um, I guess like that's like the one thing is like we just can see like him versus a a good defense, see what he gets. But um, you know, I was looking at because you never know, drops the stat that like you know because he's the most receiving yards through ten games of a, a team's ten games since 1961 but i pulled up like opening 10 games of the season and he actually had fewer yards than 2013 josh gordon and like i wonder if like we're so far removed like the kids don't even know now like 2013 josh gordon was something like like it's a, that's a year of football that like will probably go down in like the history of lore because of what happened to him like the rest of his career that just like is one of those like what if, ultimate what ifs man i i think about it once a week I think about that Josh Gordon season once a week. I really do. Um, all right. What is your number four, brother? Um, my number four is the Houston Texans uh, getting one and a half. Home, like the disrespect. Buddy, this is, my, this is my number one. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, I still like I, I'm the Houston defense is starting to scare me a little bit, but like they shouldn't be home dogs like at all right now. Uh, they already thumped the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Actually, since the Jaguars have drafted Trevor Lawrence, they're one and four straight up against the Texans. So, I mean, I don't understand why they're dogs. I don't know what, what it is. So like we're getting like the old like Vegas hat of like betting a short home dog as well, like on the money line if you want. But uh, we saw, like, this Jacksonville team, like, they're starting to really struggle to pressure the quarterback. Uh, they Brock Purdy got him. Obviously, you know, they had, like, a reprieve against Will Levis, but they actually pressured Will Levis on a lower rate of his dropbacks uh, than Will Levis has been pressured on in any game this season. So if you're not going to pressure C.J. Stroud, we know what happens there. Also, like, no one's talked about it, but C.J. Stroud was concussed in the second half of that game last week, right? Like, you know i didn't even think about that but it would make sense the opening drive and because he he before that in the first half he averaged 11 yards for pass attempt and he he just made plays like we hadn't seen him make and you can say maybe it was just a rookie thing right maybe it was just happenstance but he took that huge hit got evaluated and was just like he never played the same after that and i just wonder if there was like he was you know maybe groggy or something something was going on in the second half of that game but they hung on and won in a game where he like literally played his worst half of football of the season but yeah, I, I just think that I think it's crazy that they're dogs, man, here. Yeah, I mean, my logic is I have kind of been sh- directionally short on Trevor Lawrence relative to the market, but that doesn't even really matter to me. It's the my best gambling spots this year have all been this spot where the Texans are dogs at home to a team that I think is kind of close to them, right? It's like I, I made them my number one that week against the Titans. Like, I just... CJ Stroud is so good. Like uh, the Bengals game was really where it crystallized for me. So the Bengals kicked that field goal to go up. I I think I want to say there was a minute 18 left on the clock. And I was like, oh, that's too much time. And like, anytime you're thinking that's too much time with a 21 year old rookie quarterback with 90 seconds left on the clock, that dude is him. And they are, they're also like getting healthier on offense. I don't think Noah Brown is going to play. Sounds like, sounds like he's like, whatever, but they got, they got woods. They got Nico. They got tank Pierce is back this week. People are going to roll their eyes at the Pierce thing, but I don't know how sustainable giving Devin Singletary 30 touches on offense every single week is at Pierce, like whatever. I, I, I don't have any big opinions on uh, their defense, but I do have big opinions on CJ Stroud, which is that uh, he's the man. He is, yeah, he is I mean, the absolute get, man. You know, having Tunsil back has been a big deal too. 
uh, for him. You know, this offensive line has just been so ravaged all year. But, I mean, what they – since they got Tunsil back, they – uh what have won three four four and they're four and two since he came back yeah so pretty good yeah he, he's a huge i mean i mean just like it's crazy they lost that carolina game but that i feel like that was a bobby slowick air game than more than anything sure yeah i i don't even i don't even disagree with that bryce young has that like you know every time they bring up who they should have taken he's like well i, I beat him yeah. Uh so that was only that was only your uh that was your number four. We've already done my number three. Uh my mm-hmm. number four, the Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half points at home to the Rams, who pro- I think probably are not gonna have Cooper Cup and are gonna have Puka Nakua playing with a shoulder injury. I, I guess I, I would say Tyler is definitely not all the way back as a passer you know there's like some feel things he's got to figure out they really stalled out in that second half against the texans but this was actually the strategy back when we literally we've been doing the show for so long but we started doing this show in kyler's rookie year and i would take them as like a nine point dog every single week and i want to say kyler covered the first eight weeks of his career including a crazy come from behind uh win against lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens that to me is it feels like the market thinks the Cardinals absolutely stink. And I mean, the Cardinals are not this like great team or anything. And yeah, Josh Jobs, I mean, look, he did his best. The vibes are great in Minnesota or whatever, but Kyler is a much, much better quarterback than Joshua Dobbs. And the biggest thing to me when Kyler was coming back was just worrying about that mobility. And it's like all the way there. I mean, he's making those crazy plays in the pocket. And I, I said this on the Swolecast on Wednesday, but I'm kind of worried we are uh, approaching everything just becoming too overwhelming for the Rams, like just too many injuries, too much weirdness, like Stafford's banged up, Cup's banged up, Nakua's got the shoulder injury, like, you know, and this was already a team that had no depth, like the least depth in the NFL. They're like the most top-heavy roster in the NFL. I They can't they can't really afford to be having uh, Ben Skoranek out there running, you know, 70% Austin of Trammell. their routes. Austin Trammell, sure, yeah. I was like, who is this guy out here getting targets? what's happening right now it's, it's, it was not cooper cup yeah so home home dog kyler murray that's just like a very cozy spot for me yeah yeah i don't have this one on there just because the, this is another team like mcveigh is kind of just like owned uh we'll true see, we'll see what very true yeah 11 2 and 1 against the spread against the cardinals uh since mcveigh has been there but those are some other teams it's obviously a different rams team but even last year they got one but uh, yeah, Kyler just—it's just the passing is still, and it was an issue he had last year—the vertical passing. I mean, he had the nice touchdown to Rondale, but since he's come back, he's eight of twenty-four passing on throws ten yards or further downfield. Uh, the only guys worse than him over that stretch are Kenny Pickett and Will Levis. That's kind of like the one bugaboo he had last year too. So just to get that back—that that kind of you know him getting the ball downfield. That's like you said. That's how they started to stall out last week. But they look and and they man. and they're gonna get Michael Wilson back this week, I think. And like, look, I look, I love Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch is like the greatest slot wide receiver the NFL has ever known. I think if he played, I I said this on this full cast. I said if uh, if Greg Dorch and Rondell Moore showed up to practice wearing each other's jerseys, uh, you know, Rondell uh, would would never play right as the undrafted free agent. They claimed off the Jets practice squad, but because he was a second round pick, he's gonna get infinite chances. And, you know, Greg Dorch has had to, I mean, he's been benched. He's been cut. Like the dude just has the dog. He averages 13 and a half fantasy points per game in games where he's got over a 65% route share. Like he's just like legit good. I think yeah, it's a, he's one of those guys that, you know, 
like you're if you're a fan of a team you always like like one of those guys like the david Eckstein type guy like the dude that's just like at the end of, you're like yeah this is my favorite player like i wish they should play him more right and it's like yeah. kind of like greg Dorch is. yes uh okay so we already did my number three what is your number three sir uh my three is the broncos uh and it's really just a bet well no denzel ward's not gonna play either it doesn't look like but I mean, DTR, it's just so bad. It's not even I'm high on the Broncos. It's just that the Browns can't score with this. Dude, team. you are you are plumbing the the goddamn depths of this slate here. <laughs> I don't even have I don't even have a problem with it. It's like so clearly a spot like DTR on the road against a defense that has gotten way better the last month of the season. But it's just like if you bet on this game, you're gonna want to have to watch this game. You're gonna have to subject uh, yourself to this. It. Yeah. I mean, it's not oh. going to make the red zone chain leader, but I mean, so it's, it's two things like, or actually probably a, 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 maybe even more than that, but like that, Doran Thompson Robinson has had two starts. He's completed fewer than four yards for pass attempt in both of those starts. Uh, they almost gave away a game to the Steelers. They had no business giving away because Jalen Warren had like a 75 yard touchdown run. Um, but it, you, like Russell Wilson is like just not making mistakes. Like he's doing like the, he's like caretaker. Like Sean Payton has like warped him. Like he's only doing he's only doing the he's like the Houston Rockets mode. He's only he's either shooting layups or three pointers right now. That's like all he's doing. Thirty percent of his passes behind the line of scrimmage this season. That's the hot, most in the league. Also, he's fifth in the league in rate of throws twenty yards or further. Obviously, you put those things together, he's last in the NFL in intermediate target rate. So like he's just like throwing it downfield when he has one-on-one stuff or dumping it down. The team's playing a little bit better defense than they are. And some of it's like more bend, but don't break stuff. Like the defense definitely isn't good. They're giving up a lot of rushing yards still, but it, it is, it's just one of those things like Russell Wilson at home against this quarterback that just literally has been, he's been awful, awful in his two starts. So that's really all it is there. I got, I got, no issue with it. I mean, no chance would I be backing Dorian Thompson Robinson under the road in any condition um yeah so i got i got i got no issues with this so we've already we've already damn we are we are flying through this because we've already knocked out my number one I, i'm gonna guess your number two is also my number two i i i think we've got because we already did we already did my number three too because it was the it was the titans i'm gonna guess we've got the uh the same number either we're gonna have the same number two or your or number one, one is gonna be my number two yeah, I think we both have the Ravens. Yes. Yeah. This is the, a the, I mean, the Reeves matter. And be fair, I know people roll their eyes every time we pick the Ravens and Chiefs. The Chiefs should have won that game on Monday night by 17 points. Like, absolute ludicrous that we held the bag on that. Yes. I mean, Kelsey fumble, MVS. I mean, obviously, this screen gra- in the red zone. Well, the, the screen grab has been going around of MBS literally holding the ball. Like, there's, like, the perfect frame where he's got but the ball But it should never even come to that. It should never even come to the MBS play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they threw, it, Mahomes threw a red zone pick. Kelsey fumbled in the red zone. They stalled out on a Justin Watson drive, a drop where they were across the 50. And, like, even if they get a field goal there, the game's probably different. Just absolutely just handed that game away. Yes, it, it it really was brutal. I I I'm gonna play Mahomes stuff in DFS because I I just kind of have this feeling in my bones that they want to go out and show the NFL that they're still meant to be feared, like that they are still the Kansas City Chiefs. And maybe I don't know, like maybe it's not possible. Maybe they can't even do it. But okay, so wait, your number two is the Chiefs, and your number one is the Ravens. No, I don't have the Chiefs, but my number okay. one is the Ravens. 
Okay, what's your number two? My number two is the Eagles. Yeah, that's mine. So the 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 Eagles were the one that I was like, I I was mixing them around, and then ultimately I just decided, uh, this game is like gonna give me so much anxiety both ways. It's gonna give me anxiety one because I would like for uh I would like for the Eagles to lose, but I also for uh seeding purposes stuff, I I also want the Bills to lose for the Kansas City Chiefs benefit. So I'm I'm really waffling on this one. Yeah, I mean, for me, and I definitely think that it's a winnable game for the Bills, but I think when you just look at the Bills' stretch prior to facing the Jets, uh, you know, obviously it's a it's a defense that's lost so many players. We don't know if Dane Jackson or Micah Hyde are going to play in this game either, which is just puts them down two more starters, right? Because, you know, from week seven up until playing the Jets, this is a team that was 30th in defensive EPA uh, based on the number of guys that they had lost. You know, we have seen good quarterback performances against them by – Joe Burrow and then they obviously the weird game against Russell Wilson they lose the game to Mac Jones like this this Eagles team is just all around compartmentally good right like so I just think like right now the Eagles are just in a better spot than the Bills are uh, in terms of health and just all around like when you just like break down like every unit right versus the other unit for DFS though this game is gonna be hot as fuck dude like I can't wait I can't wait for this game uh, because the Eagles do will give up some quarterback points. I know they didn't give them up to Mahomes in the in the rain, but Josh Allen is gonna gonna score some fantasy points in this game. So this looks like a really hot DFS game. But just back in the Eagles now that it's it's a flat three, it got you you know it got bet down to where the hook is. Uh, I'll take the Eagles at home here. I I if I absolute you know had to pick, I would definitely pick the uh, the Eagles. I was a little bit concerned by how much the pressure was bothering Jalen hurts last week. Like that, like five sacks in the first half or whatever, like that was pretty he bizarre. Also, does he see. not look like fully healthy to you? I still think something's going on with him. No, he's got, he's got that knee thing. They showed, yeah. they showed on the broadcast that he's got the brace going on. Um, And, you know, obviously like the mobility is a huge part of his game. And then to me also either betting on or against Josh Allen is just always such a roller coaster, you know, like he's got that, that touchdown pass to Shakir. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's the only guy on, on the planet ever in the history of ever to be able to make that throw. But then, you know, he also has the, the crazy boneheaded interceptions where it's like, you could have done anything, but that you just tried to force it. And it's weird to me that uh, it's weird to me that Stefan Diggs was not like a huge part of their game plan under the new OC. I thought that would be like the number one change the new OC. I think would that make. was just Jets, though. I think that was just more Jets stuff. Sure. Yeah. I mean, keep him away from Gardner or whatever. Like, don't. I mean, don't it, force it, the Jets just spot obviously there. you had the play because that Shakir touchdown was the first wide receiver touchdown against the Jets since week one, uh, and it was kind of like not. It was kind of like a broken play. Yeah. Uh, okay. Baltimore football Ravens how could you take the Chargers in this spot who would possibly be like I what we just we like Justin Herbert is doing everything short of like absolutely like putting on a Superman cape and it just does not matter man it, it's like Austin Eckler is running in slow motion Quentin Johnston has the yips we are to the stage of the Los Angeles Chargers where missing Jalen Guyton is a huge deal Gerald Everett is banged up we got Donald Parham uh, I believe with his career high in receiving yards last week and sure the Ravens are going to miss Mark Andrews, but they're not going to miss him that much. They're not going to miss him enough for me to think that the Ravens can't handle the chargers at, you know, on the road, it's like chargers fans. I mean, does that even, does that even matter? Like this is such a nut spot for the Ravens. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously losing Mark Andrews is a big deal, but we've started to see some life out of, you know, Odell the past month. So, I mean, maybe we're going to see some more of the stuff like Monk and uh, originally playing with 11 personnel stuff. Last week was their highest rate of 11 personnel since week three. We've seen Bateman get healthier and his snap share go up. So it looks like they're going to make the proper adjustments. Uh, they're starting to find like a little bit of a role for Keaton Mitchell in the offense too. It's a bummer that they did lose Andrews, but they still just are, are too good of a team to, to not back versus like this Brandon's like Brandon Staley is going to find a way right to, to blow this. Um, I feel bad for Herbert. Cause like that game was a microcosm of like Herbert's like last two years, right? Like this dude is out here dragging like the corpses of like all of like these vagabonds outside of Keenan Allen on uh, shit, man. Eckler might, Eckler might be there now too. After like he, Ooh, this dude had an anvil on his, in his pocket or something on that, on that play. What was I, the deal with that run? I don't know. So I'm, so I played a lot of Eckler last week and I didn't expect him to be like the dude to like hold me back from like winning a bunch of money. And I had, dude, I had like this, I had one of these, the most amazing lines I shared with Daigle. Like I had Ridley, like I got to all these guys and it had Austin Eckler on it and he had eight points. <laughs> Just like absolutely murked, murked this team from like absolutely, it cashed and everything, but like, man, it could have really knocked on the door of really tipping something over. And dude, I mean, he just looked like so slow and we're not even seeing the receiving stuff for Eckler. Like as he's averaging his fewest receptions per game of his career, if it holds, like he just looks like a very non-explosive player right now at all. Um, They're very tough, but Herbert's out here throwing just absolute missiles. Keenan Allen loses one in the sun. Uh, They have to kick a field goal after that. Clinton Johnson down real bad. Uh, Herbert's r- rushes for like 73 yards, puts them in position. They lose the game still because they can't stop Jordan Love uh, because they're defensive-minded head coach. Uh, they can't stop anybody. They have like, the worst pass defense in the NFL outside of the commanders. I mean, uh, it's just a lot of li- things. Outside of like Herbert, like every edge is to the Ravens. And I actually think obviously Lamar is better than Herbert anyways, but it's fine. I mean, I think Lamar is... Like, we have gotten to the point that Lamar is, like, so underrated, actually, because it's been so long since the Ravens have had, like, a good playoff run because he's been banged up. And that that loss to the Browns uh, really did not help the the sort of Ravens cause. He's been incredible this year, though. He's been so good. Absolutely incredible this year. Yeah. He has been – he has been – He's been awesome. He's I, having uh, like the most efficient like passing season. And I know he won an MVP with a bunch of touchdowns or he had a 9% touchdown rate, but like all of like the, the real stuff that matters outside of just like the inflated touchdown rate, like he's having his like best passing year. And really like the guys have been in and out of the lineup. Like he's got a rookie first round wide receiver, you know, Mark Andrews missed week one in, in his like really not had like the super production. Like we've known Mark Andrews to have, He's got like guys like Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman going out of the lineup. And he's, he's been absolutely awesome this year. He has been it's awesome. Just like Gus Edwards has 13 touchdowns or whatever. And we did like, you know, obviously we joke about it because we had Lamar Jackson on main event team. And like, it's like, God damn it. Gus Edwards stopped scoring so many touchdowns. I mean, the Gus Edwards thing is like such a, for me specifically, cause I have him on two main event teams, but I have Lamar on our team and I've got Mark Andrews on two others. So it's just been, the ultimate like don't know like don't know what to root for type type spot when the Ravens get to the seven yard line um <laughs> yeah DFS this week I was really hoping that Carr would not play for the New Orleans Saints and I dial up $4,900 Jameis with A.T. Perry Chris Olave and Bijan Robinson and just get 
you know, get all that goodness. I, I really like Kyler and McBride with Puka on the other side of that game. That's probably like one of the best spots. And then I do, I am going to be the slappy who plays Mahomes with Justin Watson and Travis Kelsey. That's like, that's like another really good spot for me this week. But definitely those two games that we kind of touched on. Uh, Eagles Bills looks really good. I love Stephon. I think Stephon Diggs is probably going to be the guy I'll probably play the most because, like you said, like it just bad. He's had two matchups in a row where he faced the two, number one and number two teams in rate of points allowed to wide receivers. Uh, and the Eagles allow their like when they allow fantasy points, like wide receivers have sixty three percent of the points allowed by the Eagles. And hell, man, the Chiefs wide receivers really almost got there last week. They should have probably gotten there. I mean, Justin Watson had a good game. If they, like they catch a few more passes, like it's easily the best game the Chiefs wide receiver unit has. And as it's funny because it ends up being the worst, uh, and it highlights like all the issues they have. But they should have gotten there against them. So I think Diggs is going to have a really nice bounce back week. Really like him a lot. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do at quarterback. If I want to try to just jam Josh Allen in, or like go down to like Stroud, Lawrence, or like even do something dumb like Gardner Minshew, but. Um, cause I want, I want to jam in some expensive guys this week for sure. Cause there's a couple hot spots that Jaguars game looks hot and that bills game looks real hot. Yeah. Where do you, uh, where do you stand on the, uh, Calvin Ridley is only good when Zay Jones is in uh dichotomy. No, I, I wrote about it and, you know, I went under the hood and like looked at it. And so the, the, the thing with Calvin Ridley this year has been like, he, he lives off two things. Like he gets like these really high, I call them high cholesterol targets for fans football uh he gets all of like his targets come outside the numbers and downfield right and he and he's got this high red zone share and it just hasn't been working out for him because they've been kind of largely inefficient targets but nothing changes a jones coming back his usage was the exact same where he got his targets and like the rate of where he got his targets they just got they were converted last week but those are the types of targets he gets like when he does cash those types of targets in red zone targets and vertical targets you can hang crooked numbers if you look at the Jaguars wide receivers and just sort by points scored in the game this year, he has their three highest scoring games this year. So like, that's just, it, it wasn't really Zay Jones coming back. It was like, those things were converted. Those the targets were converted last week. Uh, he has another pretty good matchup against this week too, where you can convert them. Uh, the Texans have been really bad against boundary receivers this year. So there's an opportunity for him to those high variance plays to be spike week stuff. I accidentally landed on him late in the week just from a salary perspective and he was playing the Titans. I ended up I ended up having I ended up having one lineup with him too where it just fit salary wise and I was like I I but yeah. my fish it brain wasn't logic that I was so bullish it was more salary and facing the Titans where I was like eh, yeah I'll hold my nose and and take a shot and it ended up being amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um I I you like value stuff. I do like Perry. I I I I kind of like Michael Wilson. If Michael Gosh, Wilson downs. Downs, yeah, downs, downs is a good one. Uh, and then running back is like such a, it's all clustered this week. You know, like we've got, I think there are eight guys between 5,800 and 6,800 who project within like two points. So my, my, my flag plants are DeAndre Swift against the Bills and Bijan Robinson. Do you, do you, the Bijan Robinson press conference stuff from Arthur Smith, my, my conspiracy theory is that. Arthur Smith had a chat with the people who own the Atlanta Falcons and they were like, all right, buddy, like we, we could take you ruining Drake London and we could take you ruining Kyle Pitts, but you're not taking a running back at eight overall and giving Tyler Algier more carries. What do you think is going to happen uh, with the, with Eddie Faulkner now calling plays? 
for the Steelers because he was the running back coach. Do you think we see little, him? little bit more Warren? Yeah, think I think a little see, bit he's more. In, Warren. He's priced in an area like Dangle tried to pitch me on Warren as a cash game play, and I said I ain't gonna do it in cash, but like I can see the argument for like, what if he does actually get like eighteen touches like against the Bengals? Uh, he becomes pretty interesting as like a tournament guy because like he's not tracking for like really much ownership because he doesn't project ever well because he's like only lives in like the nine touch projection range so his median projections always shit um and like you got i mean you got all those guys you say like ramondre against the giants like is he like is he viable as like a cash game play uh rashad white like has kind of just been living as like a really solid play he's got a team that gives up like him like rashad white josh downs minis are those like are those a, a thing uh yeah yeah i mean i think i think rashad white projects really well he feels good either way. Like if if the Buccaneers win this game, he probably scores a rushing touchdown. If they lose this game, he probably catches seven passes. Like it and like Chase Edmonds is working in a little bit, but not enough to be concerned by. Like White and and yeah, like White is just like a straight up really good play. I think he's like he's like one of those guys that's like kind of boring to always click, but like DraftKings has kind of really dragged their feet on like bumping him up ever, and he's been so he's he always has like a pretty good price. Um, Pacheco, I think is interesting on FanDuel, not as much DraftKings, but FanDuel, he is, dude, he is way down. Like he's like in like Chuba Hubbard zone in terms of pricing. Yeah. It's like, ah, I was like, oh, I'll take some shots on that against the Raiders. I am. I might like him on, on DraftKings too, even just like, because he's always a tricky guy on DraftKings because they just don't throw a lot to him. He's got a couple games this year where he has had their catches though. He's had some catches. Yeah. This is the time of the year where the chiefs really start to dust off Jarek McKinnon. And I think you saw a little bit of it. Yes. You saw a little bit of it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, you did. You're right. It's so like that time of year where they're like, all right, listen, we, we didn't need to use you for 10 weeks. Uh, because we wanted to keep you uh, kind of there, but like we're going to start like incorporating a little bit more. It feels like, yeah. All right, man. Let's get out of here. What uh, what can the people get from Sharp Football on their Turkey Day, Black Friday? We got a we got a Black Friday sale going on. Yeah, right we're now? doing uh, take seventy one, which is seventy one percent off, which I think bumps down like everything to like thirty bucks, like for the rest of the year, which you can get back in player props and DFS alone. So if you like the worksheets, you like the write ups, also if you just are listening to this. After Davis puts this out, all three Thanksgiving games are free on the site today. So if you are want to just think about whatever schmo you're trying to jam into one of your 150 lineups and want like a little bit of juice, uh, check out what I wrote up about that player. Yeah. All right, man. We're getting out of here. Everyone, thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Hope you all have uh, a, a nice week, a nice weekend, and we'll see you back next week. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.